Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Outside is Boxing Podcast coming to you live December 31st, New Year's Eve, everybody. I'm coming in to this new year accordingly, as I mentioned. Not getting too spiffy. Everybody's going to be trying to put out, show out with their, their flyest pimp coats, Gucci bags, and all that stuff. Myself, man, I'm walking around in my purple robe with my $5 bottle of champagne I got from over at Save Mart. Plan on being like this all day. Just relaxing. Like that Puff Daddy video. Forget the name of it, top of my head, but that's how I'm, that's how I'm rocking today. Comfortable to the max. But, man, 2017 year, this being the last day, had its ups and downs. Just like any other year, this year seemed a little bit more hectic than all. Especially in the boxing world, we got a whole lot of fights that we've been calling for, fights that we said were never going to happen. Some went as we predicted. Some went completely the opposite direction. Blow my rigo. <laughs> but man, it's just been a, a roller coaster of the year. In general, for all speaking in, in the entirety of sports. No one can forget Kevin Durant being a hoe, rocking with Golden State. The Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead when all they had to do was run the ball. We had Mayweather McGregor. Who's seen that coming? First time ever we had a spectacle pay-per-view that generated a lot of money. We lost the likes of Hugh Hefner. R.I.P. to the big dog, Hugh Hefner. I think that's why I'm rocking this robe look today. Charlie Murphy, great comedian. And just a, a, an absolutely roller coaster, as I mentioned. Fighters retired this year. Floyd Mayweather, he does that from time to time. Miguel Cotto, which I'm sure Patty Cronin would be very happy about. Juan Manuel Marquez 
hanging up his gloves and probably the, the fashion that he would like. Never giving Manny Pacquiao his chance to get back. Going out on his terms, much like Miguel Cotto. Vladimir Klitschko, who was that close, that close. Close as the card the referee used to discover whether a first down was not between the Raiders and Cowboys. That close. Klitschko almost had A.J. out of there. Tim Bradley. After the way he fought against Ruslan Provodnikov. Coming off his controversial win against Manny Pacquiao. He was a fighter that was always trying to get respect. And every time he stepped foot in the ring after everybody had hated Tim Bradley, he became someone fans would want to see, fighting style. He fought with a big chip on his shoulder after that. Much respect to Tim Bradley and his career. Also, Robert the Ghost Guerrero. Now, Robert Guerrero was on a list that I just mentioned of Hall of Famers. But the Ghost had himself a damn good career, too. Talk about his last fight with Omar Figueroa. Dude went to hell and back in that fight. Fights were you, or in that fight when you thought the fight was going to be stopped from Robert Guerrero getting bombed on. He would give a little one-two back. Something to back Figueroa up and say, oh, shit, we got a fight here. Nonetheless, it was stopped early. The ghost didn't want to give up the ghost, but his body just let him down. But, man, guys, we won't be seen in the ring. Much respect to them. Everything that they've given to the sport of boxing, the blood, the sweat, the tears, we can always say this guy didn't fight this guy or whatever, whatever the case may be. Unforgiving sport. Anyone crazy enough to make a career out of it? I tip my cap. But a crazy year wrap-up in which I've been trying to get some of the old guys to come back on and voice their opinion on certain things. Because I have such a good connection with these guys that I've met, wouldn't trade it for nothing. Speaking of which, I want to take it to my man who's back here in the States, back in Houston, Texas, from his his nice holiday getaway. So now he's only in the future, two hours above from me in the West Coast right now. But I want to take it to my guy, D. Willow Wilson. What's going on in Houston, Texas, my brother? Oh, man. You know, another cold day in the USA. You know, back on uh, back on the in the mainland, uh, it's colder than ever. Um, but feeling good, man. Had a good 2017. Been great boxing. Um, few guys, I think you didn't mention. I don't know if you mentioned Marquez. I believe he retired. Um, yes, I did, sir. Okay, uh, Shane Mosley. I think he retired. Toledo retired. You know, there's a few other guys. I think uh, James Tony finally but, retired. Uh, real quick, well, I think uh, real quick. I think Salido said that 
he was making a moment, a, a decision on a hard moment. And I guess he came out of retirement shortly after he announced his retirement. <laughs> so I guess oh, he's so back in the game. Yeah, somebody probably he probably realized <laughs> how much money he how much money he was actually taking home. So, oh uh, well, <laughs> hey, welcome back, Toledo. You know, he went out. Yeah. He went out like a G. I mean, to you know, you know, he went out on a fight of the year uh, candidate. You know, so, but he did go out. So I don't know if he still has it in him, but you know, if Sugar Shane Mosley just retired, you know, he's got a few more years. Oh, be all right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I forgot to mention Shane Mosley, and and you guys love to mention how big of a fan of Shane Mosley I am since I had my interview <laughs> yeah, with yeah. him a year ago. So that's my mistake for forgetting that one. I, I, you know, Shane, much respect to his career also, and I know you guys like to have fun with that one. <laughs> that was green, all right? That was my, that was my first interview when they had me with Shane Mosley, all right? So uh, we uh, we get up yeah, in the I mean, progression. I'm no longer with you. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. No, but you're right, man. Uh, a crazy year. Well, um, we had a whole lot of shit going on, as I mentioned, in, in in all of this whole thing. And man, I mean, I was thinking of what was the defining moment in boxing for this year. I mean, you had a guy like Earl Spence stepping up, going all the way to the Chocolate Brownie Man's house, getting his strap from him. You had the whole Mayweather McGregor fiasco going on. The circus was was uh it was a crazy show. And, um, you know, we had a whole lot of shit going on this year in boxing. Uh, unforgettable moments like Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua Wood, which won the uh, Fight of the Year candidate for the Outsiders Boxing Podcast Award show we had a year ago. We had, you know, Soren V-Side win Fighter of the Year. Which, that was just the week. Um, just yeah, the week yeah. Time, bro. Yeah, he said yeah, we can go, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my bad. I'm just I'm just saying, um, you know, putting it all in together and correlation and all that. It, I, I thought of that because how uh, our man's Calden was uh, wasn't too happy about the storm B side pick. And look, I, I just want to make it clear. I didn't. I'm not arguing with anybody who thinks Terrence Crawford should be the Fighter of the Year award. Not at all. I just my personal pick was Soren B side, and the picks that came in after that added to him. And if you look back at it, my man's was an underdog in both fights against a top 10 pound-for-pound fighter, number one at one point in time, and Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Underdog both times, and he came out on top. So don't undermine the, what, what Soren V-Side did just because of what Terrence Crawford did. Equally as great, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, um, I know I wanted to uh, get some of the guys on here and uh, let everybody know how how everything's going down. But, um, you know, I'm glad you're back in the States, Willa. It is very cold out here, like you mentioned. Maybe not as cold as over there, but California is not all rainbows and sunshines as of right now. So um, I'm glad you made it back safe. Hope you had a, a great holidays. That goes for everybody. But the year end, the year end, Willa, what was probably the most, if not a defining moment, but the most, eyebrow-raising eyebrow moment of 2017 for you personally, sir? Um, I guess, I mean, it, w- it would be the uh, the Triple G. Uh, no, 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 no. 
the Kovalev two Ward uh, Ward uh, card. Ah. Uh, going there at the beginning of the year, um, you know, I got to see two big dogs go down um, on the same night. I got to see Russian fans crying. Uh, I got to see Nicaraguans sobbing. And um, that was a great <laughs> night of boxing. I got to meet some of the uh, some of the fam out there. Um, that was a great night of boxing, and it was, uh, you know, it was a, a a a glance into what 2017 would be. You know, one of the better years of boxing. You know, in the last you know in the last ten years. So, you know, that's what I would say. You know, like I said, we saw uh, Chocolatito go down. To our fighter of the year, uh, Thorin Vise, aka Baby Baby Pac-Man, Baby Pacquiao, and then we saw Ward, you know, yep. one of the all-time best, uh, whoop Kovalev's ass uh, six. Uh, no, no, uh, that was the second one. No, no, no. What the hell am I talking about? Yes, yeah, that was uh, that was the second one. No, no, no. I don't Stop. know, man. Fight yeah, he stopped that, but that's not it's not the same fight. See, I have been smoking too much I think I've been smoking too much uh too much gorilla gorilla glue the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm trying to think about if that was even this year. Yeah, it was this year. We saw Storm V say, Who else we see lose? Kovalev, not in Madison Square Garden. Who is that? No, that was Triple G and Jacobs. My bad. I'm, there we go, there we oh, go. Triple yeah, G that's and Jacobs. The triple G the triple G and Jacobs and the Storm V say those fights, there we go. I got to see the same Russian fans. It was the Russian fans, um, and uh, and um, little Asian Russian guys that were wearing like whole body suits. It was, you know, it's real weird out there. But that that that's the card I'm talking about. We saw Jacobs win the last six rounds to give it to that boy for me to win uh, by one point. You know, could have saw the draw for uh, for Triple G. wasn't a robbery, but we got to see those last five six rounds. Uh, uh, Jacob whooped his ass. So, you know, that's where that's that was giving a, a look into the future again of what 2017 was bringing to us, and it brought it brought us nothing but big fights. Um, we got to see Mayweather whoop whoop a young punk's ass. You know, like we've always wanted to see. You know, ever since Tony and Kimbo Slice and all those guys went over there and got their ass whooped, they finally somebody finally came over here. And got beat down by an old ass man, made him quit. That was great. We saw Canelo give Triple G that good work, and you know it was just a good year of boxing, man. It was a good year of boxing. That's all I can say. Well, I agree with you for the most part. I don't know about Canelo giving Triple G that work. Maybe he did for four or five rounds at the most, but you're right on. You're just spot on with these fights, man. It was a great year of boxing. How could we forget, you know, uh, Triple G getting that first L that really ain't an L, but the blueprint's out and nobody wants to fight Danny Jacobs. But, you know, you know what time it is. You were there. I mean, yep. uh, when some of these fights, once some of these fights come up in 2018, um, whether they be in Las Vegas or or whether they be in California or even the Wilder Ortiz fight that's going to be going on in, in Barclays, we got to meet up one of these times, Willa, for one of these fights. Maybe meet up with some of the guys out there and um, and uh, meet up with some of the fam and, and uh, have a good turnout because it's always great to go out there and see some of the people. Um, Jacob's from Twitter. That's that's always at every event that goes down in Southern California. Great dude. 
um, and, and all that good stuff, man. But uh, a hell of a year in boxing. I know boxing at the moment is a little slow, but uh, I got some things that we can cover as far as moving forward and um, what's uh, what, what what lies on for 2018. But I believe you said we have a caller that we could uh, see what's going on with them if they have a certain opinion on what was their fight or eye-opening moment and all that stuff of the year for the wrap-up. But um, let's check it out because I know we have a show that's going to be a special one today. All right. I don't even know. This is a number, whoever this is. It's a lot of numbers. Shoot, Y'all outside man. Of the podcast, I don't know. Them oh, we got, man. We, got, we got D from the A43 on the line. Sounds just like D. It does sound like just like D, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to here, guys? If you're gonna be building up a show, you want to like tease it out a little in the lead up to it. So what RC should have done is allude that the Rally Reuter may be coming on the show. Damn, that guy too. Hey, I, <laughs> Patty, I think we got. He's we not gotta, me. Uh, we should, we should not make a list of impersonation of the year. Impersonation of the year, pretty good. Bring it on yourself. Good to hear from you, man. It's been a long time since I heard from you, and uh, you had me fooled yeah. for a minute. I re- I really thought that was D for a second there. Well, you know, D's not too hard to uh, do an impression of. You just have to sound incoherent. Uh, yeah, I, I have to say, it's not often I agree with Willa, but uh, I actually had the fight. Uh, I thought, watching it ringside, I, I thought it was clear for Triple G. Uh, I went back home, rewatched it again, because a lot of people were saying they thought Jacobs won. Uh, I had it 114-113 uh, Triple G. So if it hadn't been for the knockdown, I would have had it a draw. Um, <clears throat> close fight, yeah. Jacobs did sweep uh, the last last few rounds. Uh, it was a fantastic fight. Really enjoyed it. Uh, that whole card was actually fantastic. And then, uh, of course, we had my boy Mick Conlon making his pro debut by selling out the theatre in the garden before. Uh, I was over at the Lomachenko Rigondeaux fight. Uh, I was interviewed for uh, a Lomachenko documentary, and I basically predicted the fight exactly how it turned out. Uh, not saying, just saying. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a, an excellent uh, night in New York. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting to a couple more fights o- over the course of 2018. Right on, man. Right on. Um, the Don of Dublin from the east east coast of the Atlantic. Um, you know, one thing you did mention was the Lomachenko-Rigo fight, and you predicted exactly how it to go down. Did you predict Gamal Rigondeau to walk out on the round that he bet on himself to double up his paycheck, Patty Crony? Uh, no, I, I just, what I said was he was going to, like, he, here's what people don't realize. Rigo's 38 years old, possibly 39, possibly 40, maybe 41 or 42. His game <laughs> is a game of millimeters. It's a game of reflexes. Any other fighter out there wouldn't have been able to land a glove on him. And what I said was going to happen was Rigo was going to be slipping the first punch. He was going to be slipping the second. He was going to slip the third. 
but the fourth would get would clip him a little bit, the fifth would clip him a little bit, and that happened again and again and again and again, and it'd get to him, it'll frustrate him. He doesn't like being hit, even if it's these glancing shots like that. And make no mistake about it, that was a disgrace. But you know, I wasn't surprised by it. People, I, I was talking to Manny Robles uh, the the night before, and. Like, he was like, oh, so I don't know anything. I was like, no disrespect to you, Manny. But I've been watching Rigo since before he turned professional. I've been in camp with him for years. I, I know the man. And he's he, three years ago, four years ago, he would have beat that Lomachenko. Uh, the, weight, the weight advantage didn't really play into it for me. If it had happened at 126, it would have went down the same way. Um, the the fact of the matter is his reflexes are have slowed down just a little bit. And that's what caused the issue there because he wasn't able to slip. Because I was able... I saw uh, Rigo slip an eight-punch combination from Nenito Donaire when Nenito Donaire was the pound-for-pound third-best fighter on the planet. And everyone said he was going to knock... Rigo out. Well, you know, that version of Rigo would, would, would beat Lomachenko, but the reality the the matter is he's a not he's he's getting older, his reflexes have slowed down, and while he he's still good enough to beat ninety nine percent of fighters, you know, you've got that Lomachenko in the top one percent. And uh, you know, he only got paid uh four hundred and fifty uh maybe it was four hundred thousand or four hundred and fifty. That is a bad purse for that fight uh, when he fought Donaire he got paid three quarters of a million dollars um, he actually got paid uh, 550000 for Joseph Agbeko and 650000 for the Thai guy that he knocked out in one round of Macau so that was maybe his fifth highest purse to fight Lomachenko at £130 Absolutely ridiculous. Jeez. Hey, Patty. Patty, it's Willow, man. What's going on? Long time, man. Long time. You know, good, man. I'm glad to see you're, you're back in action and you were safe after the horrible floods that went down in in uh, Houston. I know everyone that was listening probably had you in their thoughts. And I was glad when you reached out to let me know everything was all right. You know, a lot of crazy things been going on across the world this year. Uh, we were having a hurricane in Ireland, flooding in in Houston, hur- uh, hurricanes going up Florida, uh, Puerto Rico nearly getting wiped off the map. Uh, Miguel Cotto retiring, and and here's the thing, you know, you said I'd be happy for Miguel Cotto to have retired. Uh, I thought he made a lot of bad decisions this year. Uh, why didn't he change the date of his fight with Kamigoy? Like, is he so narcissistic that he think people would tune in to watch him fight Kamigoy for a vacant belt when the money fight was on <laughs> Showtime pay-per-view? Seriously? I bet yeah. you, you didn't even watch that shit live, RC. I bet you you had Showtime on. The thing about... <laughs> The thing about that, Patty, is Showtime's happened at a, a regularly scheduled pay-per-view program, and Kodo was on the uh, HBO After Dark. So he didn't want to go head-to-head timing with that fight. So, you know, after a few drinks and all that stuff, yeah, I, turned, I tuned into the Kodo-Kamagai fight. 
uh, I was a little surprised there was more people than expected in attendance, but, you know, it's out there. And, yeah, and I have I to say. It. No, go ahead, Patty. And and then what was he thinking fighting Saddam Ali? His last two fights was just it's a textbook definition of being mismanaged. Uh, I think he had left Rock Nation for both of those shows, and Golden Boy they they set him up every time he's with Golden Boy they set him up. Do you remember when he fought Austin Trout? He got mugged off. That was a sad, a sad experience. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that the whole, you, you're right. The, the whole thing. He, he... It was a, uh, it was very bad management by Cotto on his end. When the uh, fight was announced, uh, the Cotto uh, fight with um, with Kamigai was announced. I was ready to set up and go check that fight out. It's you know, it's only a, a three hour drive for me to go out there to Southern California. So I was planning on going there. But then the money fight got announced. Very same day, and yeah. we all, as, as true boxing fans, true fans. Knew it, was, it wasn't going to be the fight that we all needed to see, but it was the fight that we were going to see. You know what I mean? So oh, I, hey, I had, I had I to stay home and tune in. Cinema. I went hey, to the movie theater to watch that fight, man. Oh, man. Hey, hey, before we go any further, man, me and RC, we forgot to – make an announcement for one of our awards. And the award was the one day you're here, the next day you're gone award. And after, uh, you know, after racking our brains and after going, you know, going back over, uh, over the 2017 and figuring out who was missing, we had to go with your boy, Irish, uh, uh, Irish Patty. We had to go with your boy, Carl Frampton. How do you feel about that? What happened to your boy, Carl Frampton? I've been waiting to ask you this for a long, long time, man. Is he still alive? Two white world champion, Carl Frampton. You mean two white world champion, Carl Frampton? Is that who you mean? Uh, He was about to demolish Nonito Donaire. Is this the Carl Frampton you're talking about? Yes, 2016 Fighter of the Year. What happened to him this year? I was there when he got that award. Well, Mick Conlon's my boy this year, man. You should have known that. Oh, it's okay. He disappeared, man. Nick Conlon's my boy this year, you know. I, have, I, I, I still, I, I, I still get on well with Carl. We're on, we're on good terms. I was there when he won his Fighter of the Year award. But you know, sometimes you've got a guy like Shane McGuigan, and here, here's the reality of the matter, Willa. I never okay. rated Shane McGuigan as a trainer until that Santa Cruz fight, and I was like, do you know what? Maybe I'm being too harsh on Shane. And then the then the second fight, I didn't score the second fight for Carl. So, but uh, yeah, there wasn't much in the way of uh, advice coming out of that corner. We'll see what happens uh, later on this year. All I know is that Leo Santa Cruz said he'd come to Belfast for a rematch, but he didn't have the cojones to do it, and he started making excuses. So you know. That, that's a, that's all, to do all I have to say rematch? on the matter. You know, Carl went to three. Three hours drive from his house, he went, and Leo was complaining that that New York was in Carl's backyard when you have to take a six-hour flight. You know, New York's closer to LA <laughs> than it is to Belfast. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz should should probably learn that, but I, I don't see him getting back in the ring with Carl at all. Um, least of all in Belfast, he'll never leave the country probably because he won't get back in if uh, if he does. 
But uh, yeah, no fair play to Leo. He won on the night. Uh, I paid you the hundred dollars. Uh, I I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope your your son enjoyed the new Jordans that you used to buy him <laughs> because you couldn't get it earlier on last summer for school. So he came back from his Christmas holidays with some fresh jades on his feet. I was glad I could uh, I could contribute towards that good cause. If there's one thing I don't like, it's it's kids being bullied in school because they don't have fresh jays. So I was uh, delighted with that. But uh, yeah, no, uh, make no mistake, uh, I I was with Carl from his professional debut, and he uh, he had a phenomenal career. He's gonna have his next fight against Nonito Donaire in Belfast in April. It's going to be a fantastic fight. Mick Conlon again will be headlining the Garden for St. Patrick's Day. And then he will be making his uh, long-awaited uh, homecoming to Belfast probably uh, in May. So you guys are going to see both of those fights live and in living colour on ESPN. So uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic year. Uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, I've been following Michael since... Uh, Probably 2010. Uh, I was uh, he 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 actually um, in his first or senior final he was fighting a guy called Ryan Burnett, which was uh, a youth Olympic got, uh, silver medalist and uh, 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 an amateur junior world champion, and he was expected to be the Irish fighter to go to the Olympics. Mick Conlon beat him in the Irish senior finals. Ryan Burnett turned pro, and now he's a unified bantamweight champion of the world at 118 at the moment. And Michael Conlon's headlining shows over Madison Square Garden. So both of those guys have done it two different ways, but equally have had uh, successful pro careers so far. Right on. There it is. There it is. Yeah, those uh, fights we're definitely looking forward to. As you mentioned on ESPN, enjoying that, the new ESPN deal that's going on. My boy from Central California, as you mentioned in yours, Patty, uh, Jose Ramirez will be squaring off in Madison Square Garden for his first title, uh, f- uh, title opportunity against Amiri Mon March 17th. So be looking forward to that one coming on ESPN as well. Um, B. Willa, I know that we got uh, Irish Patty's tag team partner here. Let's uh, go to my man. Nino Chelik, I believe he's called from the 6 The most electrifying man boxing. Yeah, thanks, Patty, for the introduction. Hey, guys. Oh, you like... Yeah, Patty stole the thunder from me for that introduction. Nino Chelik, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, just happy to be back on the show uh, with all of the guys. So, yeah, um, looking forward to talking some boxing again after a long time. So, Nino, we obviously haven't had a heavyweight episode out recently, but can you yeah. give the listeners an update on the progress of big, sexy Sean Turner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your boy, uh, big, sexy Sean Turner, <laughs> scored actually a big win against uh, this bump that David Hay fought in his build-up fight, uh, Arnold uh Difficult to pronounce. Uh, I think it's called chair guy or something like that. So um, he's got a big win. Uh, actually, was ahead on the cards and, and and knocked the guy out in the eighth round. But yeah, we all know the guy is trash. But still, uh, Turner was was brought in as an opponent, 
and uh, to Switzerland, and he, he managed to knock the guy out. So fair play, fair play to him. So I don't know if, if Paddy actually put some money on on Big Sexy. Um, then I'm sure he, he would have made a lot of money because he was wow. a considerable underdog. Yeah, he was a considerable underdog. Is it fair to say that Big Sexy may be in the mix to be Deontay Wilder's next opponent? Uh, not yet. I would say he's in the mix being Alexander Dimitrenko's next opponent or something like that. Maybe Tom Schwartz? Uh, I think <laughs> Tom Schwartz is, is too inexperienced yet, so, so they're feeding him easy guys. <laughs> Dimitrenko might be more <laughs> realistic, somebody like that. If he actually fights, that guy always says he's going to fight somebody and then something always happens. But are these shots you're throwing at Deontay Wilder, Patty Cronin? No. <laughs> talking about next opponent, I thought you were making some funnies, but okay. Oh, you're talking about Sean Turner, right? No, he had a highlight reel knockout on Sweet, uh, Switch TV. So I was simply asking <laughs> me now if he's the mix of being Deontay Wilder's next opponent. I mean, he cracked the boxer top 50, I see. So, Oh, man. That's good for him. <laughs> I mean, dude, you guys, um, so we're not buying the, uh, the, the Deontay Wilder's actual next opponent. I mean, my guy, Luis Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I mean, since it hasn't been no Well, your boy has you know, been popular steroids. Twice. He's been no, popular no. steroids more times than no. you've got hot dinners. That's not true. The man has high blood pressure. Look, there we go with that. Look, the man is, okay, we're talking about Gamma Rigondeaux's possible age. Now, it goes the same for Luis Ortiz because those Cubans mm-hmm. are what they are on paper. We don't really know. But um, just because my boy is up there in age, you know, um, being a boxer, you probably got a short temper anyways. And for Luis Ortiz, High blood pressure has been an issue, so who knows what's going on with my man. Um, but just because that's my guy, mm, there's not going to be no favoritism coming forward. But I believe that will be Deontay Wilder's next opponent. It seemed like they announced it on that bullshit PBC show that um, that King Kong just, I mean, obliterated that that uh, mountain man, 6'7 dummy, in the second, the second round, I believe. I mean, uh yeah, that was one of those possible knockout of the year candidates. Luis Ortiz, man, don't sleep on him. Just like Anthony Joshua better not sleep on on Parker because yeah, if you look ahead too far, we might not get that fight between Wilder and AJ coming up in 2018 or 2019 because you know AJ is a uh, he's a uh, he's uh, eating his words a little bit right It'll now. It'll be it. So, Nino, what, what do you got to say about the, the fight coming with uh, Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz moving forward? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the guy probably has high blood pressure because he's pushing 45 or something. He, he looks like, like grandpa uh, in the face. And he's, <laughs> he, he's a little chubby. He looks actually like a bongo player from a Caribbean band or something like that. I could imagine, imagine him doing something like that. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's it's good for Wilder that he finally steps up to a credible opponent after 40 fights or so. Um, but I think that yeah, 
the timing is just right for Wilder to beat him because Ortiz is up there in age, he's inactive, he is slower than Wilder, he's not as athletic. So I think that, that Wilder uh, is just too fast for him, he'll catch him. And also don't forget the Cuban curse because in the end every uh, Cuban oh, l- lets his fans down. So Rigo was one example, so Ortiz will be the next one. Yeah, Nino, uh I've uh I've changed my mind as the as the UK brothers not being the weakest, it's now the Cuban brothers. These guys are dropping like flies, <laughs> uh saying I quit. You know, they're going down yeah. as the as the weakest of the week when it comes to the mental game. So so yeah, man. Hey Nino, last time we heard from you you just got married and stuff. You uh you planting any seeds yet? Y'all done? What's up? <laughs> you putting in that work? Uh, uh I mean we have an extra room so uh, if it happens, there is no problem. We we got an extra room in our new apartment, so uh, I'm set. Ooh. So. Okay, I'll plan it ahead. I'll, I'll let you know for the future. Keep you up up to date, okay? I feel that, man. Well, yeah, maybe, congratulations on maybe, everything, maybe, man. Congratulations, Nina. Thanks. Maybe I have a little a little heavyweight hope Thank you. in the future. For sure, for sure. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, go to my man Jan- uh, Janelle, who's been blowing me up talking about you got the old gang on, but you ain't got me on. So uh, Willa, do you see the number that Janelle's calling from? And let's see how if he's got anything to say to Nino and Patty after such a a long hiatus or sabbatical or whatever you want to call it for how long it's been since we all got together uh, on on the podcast. Yeah, what's going on, man? It's a good reunion today. <laughs> Yes, it is. Janelle, what's going on with you, my man? How's it going out there? Uh, not much. I just pulled over. I'm in the parking lot. I just pulled over and listened to the show. Chime in, you know. Can Will a bath and Cuban fighters now. But, uh, um. <laughs> yeah, his new target, my man. Uh, you got anything you want to say to Patty Cronin and Nina Tellick after it's been forever? You talk to us every week. What about these guys? It's been a while and. Patty Cronin going in explaining why Rigo lost the why Rigo lost the fight, did not take a briefcase to the fight like Seattle Simon's uh theory going on there. You know what I mean? Well one I gotta tell Patty, uh <laughs> um I did dot com the other day and I got some Irish in me. I got a little bit of Irish in me, so I'm just giving a shout out to Patty. <laughs> I'm a, That's what I'm I would like Irish to hear. Huh? No you were meant to come and visit the motherland earlier this year for uh, an MMA tournament, man. What happened there? Yeah, yeah, it didn't fall through, but uh, you know, I'm still traveling soon. I'm actually going to Brazil. My next, uh, my next, um, my next uh, I'm going to Brazil. But uh, I'm going to Brazil go in two and a half weeks. No, I'm going to February. I got to go to Houston uh, sometime in February. No, no, and um, actually, I got Houston early February for a tournament. And then I'm going out to Brazil. So I'm not sure I'm doing Ireland. But I'm doing it eventually, though. But uh, um, you guys are talking about Reagan now? Uh, what Willow was over having about? Well, no, I was just, uh, you know, I was just uh, saying, um, if you want to comment on anything that Patty was going on, he said he was bringing up a whole lot. But, you know, 2017 in general, or, or, uh, 
you know, heavyweight prognosis of a uh, of possible Deontay Wilder fights who are just entering the top fifty. So impossible, you know, the the old the old shade that gets thrown around here. Um, but no, uh, you know, you mentioned a, a, a tournament that was actually something I wanted to cover that we all could chime in on uh, since boxing is a little slow at the moment, but it's always moving no matter what. You know, the um, the uh, there's going to be a welterweight tournament coming on from teaming up with Holyfield and the WBC. Um, you know, it's not going to be on the same prestige level as the Super Six, but it's going to be a good uh, a, a good platform for up and coming fighters. You know, opening round fighters will make up to fifteen thousand with the seventy five hundred win bonus. In the semifinals, there'll be a thirty thousand purse with the uh, fifteen thousand win bonus, and in the finals, you could get seventy five k with the twenty five k win bonus. Now they're going to make it a Ten round fight, and let's say it goes to a draw. They will have an eleventh round, just in case of so. The WBC is announcing um, some new rules and new procedures that they're going to go about during this tournament, uh, which includes uh, the fans determining via. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to have participants scored, but they're going to determine the seeds from the fighters that are going to be in this one. You know, you're not going to have Danny Garcia versus Rod Salkas in any of the tournaments, so make it fair, even it out. Um, and also something that they're going to do during the fight is having an open scoring public that reveals how the fight's going to be going, who's winning so-and-so, in what round. That way you don't have to rely on some trainers saying you got this fight in the bag and end up walking home with the L. Now, um, I mean, I think it's a good idea. You're not going to have, obviously, the killers in the welterweight division with prizes like that. Um, but I think whoever is going to be inactive and want to get some money in their pockets, it'll be good for them. What do you think about that tournament, Janelle? I guess it's good for coming guys, but as far as um, open scoring thing, um, I think that's a little detrimental of the fighters, you know. If they have a round where they felt like they won, it was a close round, and they see that they lost, it could be a bit discouraging. They could throw them off their game plan a bit, and then they'll go out looking for the guts or looking for the... I mean, it might be a little more exciting, but on the same note, it could throw them off their game plan. So, um, in a way, I agree. In a way, I don't agree because of the situation I just mentioned. I mean, so uh, who knows if it's really good for boxing, you know? But uh, I mean, I mean, uh, let's, uh, let's see how it goes. But as far as up and coming guys can name for themselves, I'm always with it, you know. I um, think back over oh, the Super Six. I mean, no one gave guys like Andre Word and Darrell a chance to even do good in that tournament. I mean, I thought Darrell was getting knocked out by but my Abraham, and he showed, he rose to the occasion. I still think he put on a little acting show at the end. I don't think he was hurt at all, and, um, but he was about to get knocked out if you ask me. But uh, 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 no one thought Word was great until that tournament was over. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? So Word was an upcoming guy uh, going into that tournament. And look at what he did. Now he's rated um, and he, uh, probably the best of his era, or one of the best of his era, and he's going to go down as great. So, um, hey, I mean, I can make a name for themselves with uh, certain fighters who are not well-known. And they could establish their legacy. They could establish their, uh, I mean, it's a good platform, you know. I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Uh, Will, uh, did you hear about this tournament? I mean, when I first seen Holyfield was starting a welterweight tournament, obviously I clicked on the link real quick to see what kind of prizes or purses that they're going to be putting out for everybody. But, you know, obviously we're not going to get, we're not going to force – 
Keith Thurman to fight, you know, one being um, Earl Spence or or Terrence Crawford in a tournament style such as this, but it still can make some uh, it can make some waves for guys moving forward because everybody who's at the cream of the crop in the five mix top five mix not going to be around forever. So let's get some other guys moving up forward. Did you check? Uh, did you hear about that though, my man? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's always a good idea to get uh, the young guys uh, a chance to shine and uh, you know put their abilities out, give them a chance to grow as uh, professionals. Uh, you know, uh, learn how to promote, do all that stuff for this tournament. Uh, I think Evander Holyfield is going to, you know, I think he's doing a good thing. You know, like an NXT or something. You know, let these guys just learn, uh, and whoever comes out as the as the top guy, whoever wins the tournament, will you know I'm sure be catapulted into you know, our faces via whatever, you know, ESPN or whatever they're going to start, whoever they're with. So I think it's a good thing, always a good thing to get these tournaments and have, you know, these young boxers fight each other, you know. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Now, I'll be watching it, who knows, (laughs) you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think it's always good to do that. Well, uh, I see you on that. Patty Cronin. You got any guys that you could think you could uh, put in the list of the participants off the top of your head and how you feeling about this, um, not only tournament by the WBC and, and Evander Holyfield, but you think the price or the purses for this is fair enough? Yeah, not um, only fair enough, but get some good names in here. here. Here's the thing about the, the WBC Open scoring rules, and this is something that's been an issue and has been brought up time and time again. If you get to the eighth round and you're up on all the scorecards and, you know, the only way you can lose is by knockout, tactically speaking, you're going to start going backwards and running. Uh, You know, do I think... Right, Like, it's fair enough, but you want to remove that element. That's why the majority of the time uh, when, when you have WBC fights in the U.S., they have closed scoring on it. Uh, I've seen it uh, sometimes outside the U.S. It has been a problem. Uh, maybe Nino can also speak to that himself. Um, obviously, it depends what kind of a fighter you have there. Other guys will keep trying to press the action, but other guys that may have been... Uh, that may be getting clipped a little more and they'll know that they need to to remove the element of risk from the situation. So to be honest with you, I don't think it makes for such exciting fights. It, uh, it, it just gives people a way out when they know for 100% sure that they have to fight in the bag if they don't get knocked out. No, good point, man. That's a really good point that, uh, and who would blame a fighter that's up? Say they're washing the guy eight rounds to none. And um, you probably wouldn't have the same um, instance that happened, let's say, in the Tim Bradley-Jesse Vargas fight towards the last minute when Bradley got clipped by just being in the pocket a little too long. So, yeah, yeah. that's a really good point, Patty. Yeah, that's that's my only real issue of it. But, you know, when you're, when you're naming a, a tournament after Mauricio Suleiman, you want to make sure it goes well. I think uh, what a lot of people don't realize is these purses aren't – like the seventy-five thousand, that's that's a lot more than a lot of uh, a lot of guys will will, will get paid usually. Uh, so for an up-and-coming pro, that's a uh, that's a very appetizing uh, that's a very appetizing amount of money to to win there. So uh, you know, I, I think they've got the right 
the right idea. Ooh. No, yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, with the 25k bonus on top of that, if guys are out there hungry and want to eat, there's a good platform for you to get on right there. Um, uh, we still got Nino Chalik with us. Let him chime in on this one and what he thinks. Because uh, good point there about Patty Cronin. Hopefully, we don't have some of those instances where it takes away from the fight when one guy's up by two rounds and and decides to uh, run away like Keith Thurman did against Danny Garcia when he said he was going to do whatever it took to stop him. But no worries. Hopefully, we don't get none of that. Nino Chalik, are you available, sir? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm also not a big fan of this open scoring because I still remember um, the heavyweight title fight between Vitaly Klitschko and Sam Peter where uh, yeah, Sam Peter heard the, the scores uh, after the eighth round and, and it was all 80-72 and then uh, yeah, he, he just thought, yeah, I might as well just quit now. Uh, I'm down. I, I can't get close to this guy, so I'm just going to the showers early and that's uh, why this, this fight had this uh, very unsatisfying ending. And I think it, it's just um, not good for, for the uh, for the uh, drama of the fight if the people know the actors know uh, exactly what the scoring is at the moment. So also, yeah, it, it just takes away the, the whole um, guessing, which is interesting. So if the trainers think uh, their guy is up or, or what, what kind of advice they give him, um, I, I think just it takes away from the game. So not a huge fan, but um, tournament itself, probably a good idea. It's always good to, to have some... Um, competitive matchups in, in a tournament. Uh, probably not the biggest names will be there in, in this tournament. I'm looking at the prize money because the World Boxing Super Series that is going on at the moment as well has a combined prize money of $50 million. So um, that's where the big names are at, at least at Cruiserweight, which is a very good competitive tournament. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So... I'm looking forward, actually, more to the cruiserweight finals, so to uh, get to see a complete unification in the cruiserweight division is a very good thing. Um, super and the super middleweights, I mean, not the greatest tournament, but uh, um, yeah, but the division is very weak, which we saw recently after Caleb Truex picked up a title. Actually, <laughs> that was that's one Absolutely. one of the greatest. Uh, cherry-picking gone wrong moments of the whole year. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. That was uh, definitely one of the upsets of the year um, uh, of all 2017, late towards the year. Uh, poor James Miguel. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, mm. Now uh, now that we've covered all this, guys, um, Nino Chelic, starting with you, 2017 was a year in boxing that we had a lot of fights, big marquee fights. Um they kicked off with a bang, and they ended with a bang, with a uh, kind of a sour taste on the Lomachenko Rigo fight. But it was also con- uh, considered one of those fights that we um, were up and edge for, on the edge of our seat, so to speak, when the, it was announced and all that. What do you think moving forward in 2018 can provide as far as, far as big fights moving forward? Will we have another McGregor versus McGregor or Mayweather versus McGregor type fight or anything like that? But what 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 are you looking forward to mostly 
um, for 2018 moving forward. Now we 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 know that you are the the heavyweight don out there. Um, just like I guess the two part question would be: Do we get the Wilder or let's say uh, AJ versus Wilder fight in 2018? Or what? Are, and what else are you looking most forward to moving into the new year, sir? Um, yeah, I mean the there's going to be some sort of unification in in the heavyweights. So um, Joshua versus Parker is 95% done at the moment. So this fight will will take place. Um, will the Wilder fight happen in, in 2018? I'm not so sure. Could could be delayed until 2019. We'll see. Um, so the heavyweight division is a little more interesting, but of course we want to see the big fights, and probably we won't get to see them in 2018. I mean, David Hay <laughs> will will try to to make it through training camp and and uh, get revenge on Tony Bellew. So we'll see about that. Um, Wilder has to get uh, rid of Ortiz before I can talk about. Uh, hunting down AJ again so we'll see um, other than that I'm looking forward of course like I said to the uh, finals of the World Boxing Super Series um, looking forward to the Canelo Golovkin rematch which should should happen and I hope the scoring is, is fair this time but uh, I'm pretty sure it won't be because you know every time uh, Canelo fights he already has one of the three uh, judges uh, in the back, it seems. So uh, I, I know that Golovkin has to know that, and uh, hoping that he he goes more for the knockout this time, or, or really beats uh, Canelo up. But uh, we've seen uh, Triple G taking a lot of damage in the last fight, so he might um, be on a decline. And if it's somewhat close, Canelo will will win, and, yeah, it will be probably the end of uh, Triple G's uh, illustrious career, so maybe he'll go to 168, pick up a title or something, and then slowly retire, but I think his best days could be behind him. Um, yeah, I don't think there'll be uh, a mega event like uh, Mayweather versus McGregor, I mean, which was sort of a scam to... to uh, pick up the money of the dumb MMA fans. But uh, Dana White has said he is uh, trying to get a boxing license and then do some events, so we'll see. Uh, there could right. be still some MMA versus boxing fights uh, because just because of the money and the easy money grab. And what um, will be as big as the Mayweather fight? Definitely not. I mean... We could see maybe McGregor versus, uh, I don't know, Malinaji, something like that. <laughs> or, I mean, Oscar has, has uh, scrapped again his plans for coming back. I mean, there's even talks of Pacquiao versus McGregor, which could sell. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Some freaky event will probably come up in 2018. So, um, yeah, but everybody knows what's going to happen. MMA fighter versus boxer. It's pretty pretty obvious in boxing. The boxer wins. What about in, 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 what, what yeah, about the other way of it? I know you. Uh, I know you mentioned the uh, 
Well, we mentioned the Mayweather-McGregor circus that happened this year, but and you also mentioned Dana White trying to get into boxing, but there are uh, news reports coming out last week as of early. We're speaking about Mayweather possibly doing an MMA fight and a three-fight deal for a billion dollars. Now, we talked about this last week. We didn't get to uh, get your opinion on it or anything like that, but do you find <laughs> any truth in something like that happening? You know, Do you think Floyd Mayweather would be silly enough to – to take off his shoes and put on those little gloves that they do and get in there to, you know, eventually possibly face the first L of his career. Now, one thing about it is this L won't go on his boxing career. His boxing career mm-hmm. is the 50 and 0, so he doesn't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. But will he hold, do you think he would hold an L in the UFC just to make that kind of money? Any possibility in that happening? No, don't see it happening. I think it's bullshit free, free fight deal. Um, uh, it's also unrealistic because in the first fight he'll get uh, smushed in a minute or so because the guy uh, is a boxer he cannot he has no ground game so I could take Mayweather down and choke him out easily probably uh, since I have a dual <laughs> background I mean give me a training camp oh, and 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 I'll I'll do it for two million so uh, if he fights a elite MMA guy uh, the fight will will be even more embarrassing than the James Tony versus Randy Couture fight. Uh, he has no no chance whatsoever. Um, he get taken down, submitted in, in 30 seconds, one minute, or, or beaten into submission, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I, I think that he's just talking and maybe trying to get um, another uh, maybe boxing match, easy boxing match. Uh, but I, I don't see him fighting in MMA, and it's it's pretty senseless. And, and anybody who knows about martial arts knows that uh, yeah, you cannot uh, just just cross uh, in, into a different sport without a long, long transition. And the guy is over 40 years old, so um, no, don't see it happening. All right, all right. Um, let's go to the 206 number, Willa, because we had this whole reunion show here, and we forgot about one guy. And y'all, 206, the most hated man is back. What is going on? Yeah, see, this is what happens when I come around. Man. All y'all get quiet. That's how I like it, you know? The most hated man. And, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm hearing somebody. I hear, I hear, I hear. I'm hearing this crazy talk. You know, I don't want to take shots, but you know, and I'm not talking about shots at the bar. I'm hearing this guy saying some crazy things, talking about we all knew uh, you can't cross the sports. No, you didn't. It took me convincing you. You thought Conor McGregor could go 12 rounds with Floyd Mayweather, so cut it out. I was the one. <laughs> I was the oh. one the jump that said. He had no chance. He's getting stopped. And I'm on the record saying it. So when anybody denies it, they know they can go back. Yep. So don't say, oh, I'm, you can't I'm cross this. this no. So, yeah. So, you know, humble yourself, my man. Humble yourself. You knew eventually. You didn't know the whole time. So clarify. Now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> say what you got. No, I mean, uh, I didn't say 
that that McGregor was going to win. I knew that it wouldn't be competitive. I just wasn't sure of the method of the victory at first. Um, but then I gave it some thought. And even though Mayweather has brittle hands and isn't really a puncher at welterweight, uh, just the class alone, the class difference was enough to uh, stop a guy like McGregor who has a good chin, but he's not used to uh, getting hit um, by a pro boxer. So, uh, yeah, uh, kudos to you that, that you knew it all along, but uh, it, it's not like I picked the wrong guy and and, and I gave an MMA fighter <laughs> a chance in a boxing match. Yeah, but the thing is, it's do you know how disrespectful it is to say to call anybody that you consider a C plus fighter or in the C level or above? If you think that uh, that guy could go twelve rounds with him, then that's just craziness. Now there's exceptions. I do think Conor McGregor could beat Adrian Broner because I don't think Adrian <laughs> Broner would train. That's different. Now, if Adrian Broner trains, he will beat him down. But there's exceptions. But if you're talking a C-level fighter or above, and they fight Conor McGregor or anybody in MMA, they will stop him. They will stop him, dude. And, you know, everybody was caught up in this, oh, man, did you see what he was doing to Polymon? No, he wasn't doing shit. People talk about <laughs> oh, how, hard that, how hard that left hand was. Dude, if you watch sparring or you know, if you just, just forget it, forget sparring, just watch a fight. When somebody really gets hard, hit hard with a with a shot, they move back. He didn't even move back with that left hand. Oh man, do you see that hard left hand by McGregor? Man, get out of here, man. Get out of here. But you know, I like McGregor. You know, I like the MMA version of McGregor, so I don't really want to go hard on him. But he got walked nah, down and put nah, back. He's ducking MMA guys right now, though. He's ducking that Russian dude hey. that fought last night. Yeah, he doesn't. Hey, hey, a few guys. They all duck. They all duck fights. It's all, you know, it's funny. They only want to point out when certain guys duck, but the truth is, everybody duck fights. But um, exactly. So, so, uh, but when it comes to McGregor, you know, I like the guy and everything. He just was out of his league. You know, he got he got pushed back and walked down by a guy that was on a two year layoff, forty years old, and didn't really train. So, think about if he fought like a killer, like. Like a, like a real killer, man. Like, I mean, seriously, like McGregor would have got like, like, can, man, Canelo was no killer. Good, and I thought Conor was a powerful puncher, but Floyd, at 40 years old, took his shot. And he fights about how Conor's this devastating puncher, a lot, a lot. I mean, Floyd stood right in front of him, didn't even move. I mean, Conor's not a good I puncher. I knew he wasn't a puncher when I seen him hit the heavy bag, just like Kenny Porter. I seen Kenny Porter hit the heavy bag. I'm like, yeah, I ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> You know, so I'm just saying. You just know if you if you see people hit the heavy bag, you see somebody hit the heavy bag, you know what time it is. I knew Floyd was the bigger <laughs> puncher, no matter what. But when I seen him on the heavy bag, I confirmed, oh yeah, Floyd does hit harder than McGregor. McGregor, he's a you know he's a slapper and he's a slapper in boxing. He's a power puncher in MMA. You know, so there's differences. But you know, I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, boxers can't wear four-ounce gloves. They'll shatter their hands. So, I mean, that's the truth because they have proper punching technique. They've mastered the technique of punching, you know. The 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 MMA fighters, they're like, they're, they don't – some of them master one martial art, but for the most part, they, they're they very good at just everything, you know what I mean? But they're not really – what, what is it the saying? Master uh, – you know, what's that saying about – 
you know, you're great at a bunch of things, master of nothing. That's what martial arts, yeah. MMA guys are for the most part. There's no MMA guy that could beat the best guy. Okay, say you take the best judo guy or the best jiu-jitsu guy, the best boxer, the best kickboxer. No MMA guy is going to get into their world and beat them in the discipline that they train 100% in. You know what I mean? It's a, exactly. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, but you know enough about McGregor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, what is there to talk about? Is it talk? Should we talk about the AJ? He wants to be a billionaire. Hey man, AJ, you gonna have to work on your, you know, how to fight, man. You know, I, what I seen you struggling with that, with that, uh, uh, that little, you know, that midget, the old ass midget, you know, late replacement. You know, you were doing some things in there I didn't like, man. I'm I'm starting to think Andre Ward might be able to beat you, man, if you keep fighting that way. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know, you ain't going to be no billionaire fighting like that. Real talk. Because either Andre Ward or Wilder is going to beat you, you know. But, Yo, hold you know, on, uh, real quick, Simon. Real quick, Simon, you were, uh, you were going in for a second, uh, taking a shot without taking a shot, but took a shot. Um, real clever how you did that. Um but, but moving forward, or not moving forward, real quick, Patty. Taking Patty a shot Simon, at who? Uh, Simon's, well, when you started off, you were taking a shot, but wasn't. And not a shot at the bar or something like that, right? Yeah. But, um, Patty, Simon's going in on your boy, your fellow lad, Conor McGregor. Um, I really don't got anything against Conor McGregor. No, I, was, I, I like his fight. I was taking a shot at Nino. I wasn't taking a shot at Conor. See, you be trying what to start. No, I was taking going? a shot at Nino. No. I'm just saying if Patty, because I know that's his boy, that's his lad, if he's got anything to uh, cover up on any of that fiasco, I don't know how he's seen the fight going. I didn't really talk to you at the time, Patty. But, um, you know, you got to uh, let Simon just trash your man, Conor McGregor, like that? I'd just uh, like to say that uh, Sime does like to take shots at the bar. And, uh, yeah, he's 100% right. Everyone, he, he said from the start that... Uh, he was going to stop uh, McGregor. At the start, I, I was thinking, you know what, he's not going to knock him out. And then I was thinking stamina. But uh, Sime had it right from the start. And I said, you know what, Sime, uh, I'm happy to still let the bet ride, but I do think McGregor's getting stopped. And Sime, being a gracious man that he is, goes, well, since you admitted that you had it wrong, I'm going to call the bet off. It's uh, very gracious of, of Sime. I told y'all I'm not as bad of a person as y'all think I am. You know, this is this is a little bit of a front. You know, I am I am an asshole, but not as much as y'all think I am. You know what I mean? You know, I could have. Did said, you take money off nah. D for that fight? Nah, D backed out. D back. D was doing the kind of you know you know the big woofing. You know, he was woofing a lot. Oh man, man, who who the hell does Floyd stop? He ain't man. stopping no Connor. Connor's way bigger than him. What you talking about? I'm like, then put money on it. Let's do it. He did the whole, man, just get out of me close to the fight. And then it got close to the fight. He he backed on. He said, nah, man, I ain't taking that bet. So, you know. I <laughs> 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 like D right there. Uh, yeah. Is he, he on the phone line? Good. Hey, let D chime in. Let D chime into that. <laughs> no, D, ahead, D, D ain't on. Up, D ain't on. He did the same well, thing with uh, Billy he's... Joe and uh, Lemieux. He did the same thing with Billy Joe and Lemieux. Man, I can't stand Billy Joe. I can't stand him. He gonna get knocked out. I said, man, he ain't, dude. He is gonna box that dude easy. And then 
all right, let's put money. Let's do it. Do it. And I was like, let's go. Let's go. Nah, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. He he moved pretty quick. I don't know. I don't know. You know, so, you know, these guys, they run their mouth, man. One thing about me, if I want to put money, there's a difference between just me. I'm very calculated. I'll make picks, and then I'll make bets. There's difference. If I make a pick, that's just yeah. me making a pick. If I make a bet, we can do whatever you want. I'm ready to go because that means I've done my homework, and I'm just super-duper confident. So I'm just reminding you, if you want to make bets with me, you better, yay. Don't don't back down because I'm not going to back down. So that's just me okay. telling you all right hey. Hey, I want um, it was another, uh, well, another thing I haven't got to talk to I haven't got to talk to Patty about our time. You know, at the end of the year last year, uh, you know, on the uh, on the old show, there was a lot of talk of of UK, the UK takeover, how they had all the belts, how Ireland was doing their thing, and one after one they dropped. Uh, Sam, you didn't you didn't get to hear it, but another award we gave out was the one day you're here, the next day you're gone award, and that went to Carl Frampton because he was a no show in 2017 after he got his ass kicked by the King of LA. And now, you know, you look at the stance, and it looks like America is back. America is back with all the belts, not all the belts, but most of the belts leading the way with, like, 13 belts. And the U.K. has nine. Other guy, Mexico, has eight, something like that. You know, it was a lot of talk last year, a lot of ha-ha-has, a lot of hee-hee-hees about how the U.K. was taking over. What happened to the U.K., son? Do you, do, do you have an idea what happened to the U.K. in 2017? Because they should get the award, too. Last year they had an excellent year. This year they were a no-show. Carl Frampton. When you disrespect the sport, it's going to disrespect you back, you know. Boxing is boxing. It has nothing to do with what zip code, area code, postal code, whatever you want to, you know, saying. If you can fight, you can fight. If you come prepared, you will win or have a chance to win. And, you know, it's about skills, it's about versatility, it's about the game plan. And, you know, if Anthony Joshua, I mean, everybody from that area of the world needs to thank Anthony Joshua and Billy Joe. Because if Anthony Joshua and Billy Joe did not win this year, worst year ever. From in the ever. UK. So they, they saved y'all. You know, they saved y'all. They, they, they handled their business. But, but, um... Overall, just stay humble is what I would say. Just stay humble. You know, America's done pretty good this year, but I'm not going to sit here and think that, you know, that if I think an American's going to lose, then I think he's going to lose. If I think whoever's going to, you know, lose, he's going to lose. But, but um, because that's where you get you get a little bit ahead of yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to analyze every situation individually. And uh, K and around maybe got a little ahead of, ahead of themselves, and then. If you noticed, it started from the start of the year, which was Carl Carl Jones, uh, King of L.A., and then it went all the way throughout the year, you know, of just losing and poor performances and all that, except for Anthony Joshua and Billy Joe. But, and Ryan Burness. Yeah, 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 okay. Throw him out Picked there. Picked up two, out uh, there. Two, two of the belts at 118, uh, possibly going to go for a third in uh, 2018. You know what? You know, that'd be a good fight for Rigo. Well, you know, we could, I think Rigo could make uh, 118 if he tried. 
You just have to skip a breakfast. Yeah, and just skip some drug testing. You know? That's all. <laughs> Text you and ask you what your location is, be like, take forever to uh, reply back. Or just say you changed your number. <laughs> you know? That's my advice. So if any fighters or trainers are listening right now, if you think about cheating, just say that you changed your number. But, um, yeah. Hey. Or just hey, stop hey, your dogs. Hey, Patty, I want to ask, who did you have as a, as a fighter of the year 2017? Man, 2017. Mm. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Andre Ward. Andre Ward. Okay. Is I mean, Nino still on the line? Oh, hey, is, is Nino still on no, the line? No, no. No, Nino is, dropped is, out. Is Nino- Oh, okay, because that would be the worst thing, you know, to hear is to hear that Andre Ward is the fighter of the year. No, I think yeah, he's no, been two really, really good performances. He came through uh, adversity in the first fight, and then he put on a clinic in, in, in the rematch and uh, on Stop Kovalev. Uh, well, the worst fight was, was yeah, the first a fantastic one. year for Andre Ward. But that was November. So that first one don't fight, the first one don't count. Only one, only one count. Yeah, Ward only fought one time this year. <laughs> so we're taking Andre Ward's fighter of the year award away. Sorry, Andre. Yeah. Hey, I agree. I yeah. told the hey, I told RC straight up. I said, look, if he would, all he would have had to do was fight like a top twenty guy. In his second fight, he's fighter of the year. But the fact that he nah. can't. It's no. He didn't fight. But Soren Vise, Soren Vise did the same thing. Soren Vise did exactly what he did, but he did it in one year. He beat the top guy, then he went and knocked him out. He did exactly what Andre Ward did, and he did no, it but within Andre, the but, year. But my point is this: Kovalev is better than um, no defense. But he wasn't. What's his name? But again? he wasn't ranked that high. Hey, Kovalev. Nobody would say Kovalev was number one. Well, they were. It was. It was out of Kovalev and Chocolatito. So it was the same guy. The same thing. Only difference is Soren Vise isn't a top power. I've always said Chocolatito. He came out of nowhere. It doesn't matter about overrated. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about over. But it doesn't matter about overrated. I had Kovalev number one. I had Kovalev number one. I had Kovalev number one. Yeah, but okay. But then you had Chocolatito top three. I think Kovalev. You had him top three. A Kovalev at the time before I drew word. Kovalev was the most dominant champion in boxing at the time. He was on the he was on the longest run. He was looking way more unbeatable. And after he beat Jean Pascal and Hopkins, I had him number one. That's what, you know what I'm saying. You know, Jean Pascal fight actually put him number one for me. You know, that, no, that's actually, if you guy. really want to use most dominant, you would probably have to say it was Chocolate Tito because he was. No, like no, no, no. And, I always no, thought, don't say no. I, I thought, got facts. You can't say no to a guy that has facts. The guy had four, the guy started off his career forty six and zero, and then lost. Who was he really beating though? I'm saying, but who was he really beating? Who was he really beating? How could he beat other champions? Who was a former? But look, you don't. Who was a former? But see, you're trying to argue former, with me. Relax, hey, hey. We can't both talk at the same time. Relax. Stopped. I don't rate him as high as Kovalev, but the criteria you try to use, you just checkmated yourself. Because if you North want to not, talk North about not. dominant, what is, what is dominant? Dominant is, is basically winning over a long period of time, right? Nobody was winning. No, no. In the uh, fashion he was no, dominating you, his hey, division. Hey, let me finish. Hey, let me he finish. He had a Donald Stevenson running his head. Bro, are you going to, like, let me finish? And then you can go? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
So you said dominant, right? The only guy more dominant than him was Floyd because Floyd was the only one that had more wins under his belt without losing than Chocolate Tito. Now you got to start weighing in things like skills, how you win, things like that. Then, to me, Chocolate Tito drops down. But if you want to use the only criteria which is dominant, Chocolate Tito was more dominant than Kovalev because he had more wins, he was undefeated also, but he did it in multiple weight divisions. Checkmate, homie. Now you can go. No, no, no. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you made my point. You made my point as far as, like, oh, you said in the fashion. And the fashion is dominance to me. That's what dominance is to me. And nobody was dominating guys the way Kovalev was. A pride of Andre Ward. He had a Don Stevenson running scared. Everybody got in the ring with him. No one couldn't take his power. No one thought in, in the wildest dreams that Andre Ward would fucking knock Kovalev out. No one in their wildest dreams such it. I mean, I mean That's false. no one that would. That is false. That is false. What? I called the knockout. I called the knockout the night. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. The I night of fight first... one, I said he's knocking him out. No, I don't recall you saying that because I was there with you in Vegas. Oh, oh, for that fight. No, exactly, I and I said that turned to easy work. He's about to knock his ass out the next fight, Janelle. No, I, don't, I swear on everything no, that I, I said. No, 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 no. If they fight again, he's I going met, to sleep still. I meant going. No, no, no. Okay, I meant going into the first fight. No one ever thought the word would have the power. I went last over a word knock somebody out. A part of Kovalev. It's been a long time, and this is why I said going into the first fight. No one thought in the wildest dream that he was going to even hurt Kovalev. As far as like really like um really hurt him like that, and he, and he you know what I'm saying Kovalev was the most dominant guy in box. The way he was beating his opponents prior to work, yeah, I mean he he was he was he was wiping guys out of there. You know what I'm saying, and that's what dominance is to me. And Chocolatito was not that dominant as Kovalev. Kovalev was stopping guys with fucking jabs. He was putting guys down. That's what dominance is in my eyes. And and Simon just actually mentioned just mentioned it. If you talk about in the fashion he beats guys, that's what dominance is. So you checkmate yourself, bro. Sorry, homie. Honestly, I mean, if you ask anybody right now, they'll tell you I already won, bro. I mean, if you really want to do this, but no, but no, the no, thing no. is. I, I, I go around the board. Go around the board. Let's go to Patty. Let's go to Neil. Let's go to RC and Willow. Come on, let's go mm. right now. Nah, I mean, around, they, they, they don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> exactly. You didn't make, you exactly. Didn't make you no sense. You know you lost. You contradict. You answered. Hey, hey. No, no. Hey, fellas. You did it hey fellas, either fellas, they, the, both of those guys are gone. Either way, either way, if he, I think we're, I think Simon agrees. Kovalev, y'all both agree. Kovalev was the number one fighter at that time. I agree, he was the no, number I, one no, fighter no, no, at that no, time. No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't say that. What I said was, I did have you didn't him. You had him ranked better than. I yeah. You had exactly. right over Chaka. Number one, but at that time, and you can check. I I once Floyd retired, I always said that number one was kind of cloudy. Because I felt like none of those guys really yeah, yeah. So what does that mean? themselves. So, so, but that doesn't because mean anything. Dude, so who do you have number one? Do you want to know the truth, Will? I'm going to shout out Pascal Fight. Bro. 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 Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let him answer. I have number one. No. Let him answer. Let's got to relax, bro. With this nonsense. Yeah. This yeah. is what you guys got to understand. At the end of the day, pound for pound is just what you think. It doesn't matter what anybody else's think. It's a mythical title. Like, you said Correct. you thought Ward was number one after he beat Kovalev. No, no, no. I said, yeah, Go ahead. exactly. I, I think Crawford's – I thought Crawford was ahead of Ward before Ward even retired. So 
I rate him higher than Ward for for reasons, right? So that's the thing. The thing, the whole pound for pound shit don't mean as much as y'all think it is. It's not that important. Like you guys put now, it is something to talk about when when somebody gets put up way higher than they should, like a Lomachenko. When they try to use double standards and things like that, then that then that's when it's something to debate about. But this whole number one thing, unless you're like so past everybody to the point where it's like, dude, there's no debate like a Floyd. Really, it's just your opinion, and it really don't matter what any other people think. That's the real yeah, thing about pound for pound. But, but yeah. But yeah, that doesn't have e- either way. We all we understand that it's an opinion. But the whole point of this whole you know little argument that y'all went into is Soren Vise, baby Pacquiao did exactly what Ward did. So even if you opinionly had Kovalev at the top, some people had their opinion that Kovalev was the top. About the same amount of people had had uh, Chocolatito at the top. So it doesn't matter if it's mythological who you had, who I had. Anybody, it it, it, it it proves that they were both the elite level fighters, and this guy Soren Vise came, uh, fought him close, just like Ward did a year earlier, and came back and knocked his ass out. He did exactly what Ward did, but he did it in one year, making him the fighter of the year. You give people give it to Crawford because he's he was undisputed, and I, I can understand that. Um, but. But I, I give it to Baby Pacquiao. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? I give it to Baby Pacquiao. Okay, well, it was it was Patty who who said that it was war, but he's gone off. And then and then uh, Janelle scream was screaming that we didn't have Chocolatito number one, but that wasn't even the point because it is an opinion. We really don't know who's the best right now. You know, people are arguing over Crawford and Lomachenko. Who really knows? They're gonna have to prove it. So, you know, that's all I was saying. That's the reason why I, I mean, gave Yeah, let's see, that's what I'm saying. That, that right there is a debate. I mean, that is like that is not a debate. I mean, because okay, because yeah, it's we like at Crawford. the end of the day, it's like it's at the end of the day, it's like they act, Lomachenko fans act like that night that he fought Toledo, it never happened. You know, and they want to say he's dirty. Oh well, he only lost because he was dirty. Man, Mikey Garcia dropped him four times, and he was getting low blowed. And he got hit with a shooting star headbutt that broke his nose. But Mikey won. So no excuses. They fought the same guy. Both got both times the guy fought dirty and one guy was able to pull it out. Lomachenko fans for whatever reason act like that fight never happened. Lomachenko has a loss. Yeah, Crawford right hasn't that. even got <laughs> Crawford hasn't got anything close to a loss. And he he stops guys legitimately. He doesn't it was close against that Gamboa for a little bit. And Gamboa he doesn't make guys quick to bit. the point. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, I mean, he was. He had some trouble with the speed. Yeah, you're right. But at the end of the day, he stopped him legitimately. Yeah. At the end, stopped yeah. him. And then um, he stops damn near everybody else. He's actually got power. Like they want to act like Lomachenko has power. No, Crawford actually has power. But then um, with Lomachenko. You know, you know, he stopped. He stopped some guys, and then also there's been, you know, a couple situations where, you know, guys quote unquote quit. But I, I think that fight, those fights were already set up from the start. So, I mean, you know, Crawford don't need Bob Arum to make sure that the fights go a certain way for him to get a, uh, you know, spectacular win. Crawford just goes in there and just handles business, and he's gonna handle business again when he goes to 47, and people ain't gonna give him the credit. Just like, you know, it's funny how Golovkin gets more credit for saying he wanted all the belts 
and Cropper gets less credit for actually getting all the belts. You find that ironic? Ain't that kind of weird? You know? that His team talked for years about, we want all the belts, all the belts. Ah, that's what we want. And they never actually achieved that goal. But then Crawford achieved the goal, but he never got the credit Golovkin got for saying he wanted all the belts. All the fans and media, man, he just wants to stay at 160 and get all the belts, man. Leave him alone. Why do you want him to go fight Andre Ward? But then he never achieved that goal. Crawford achieved the goal and moved up already to his third weight class. Come on, man. We know what it is. Yeah, true that, true that. You know, Cropper had a hell of a year this year. He shut a lot of people up. Even though I don't have him as my fighter of the year, he is the number one fighter in the game right now, you know. Um, Billy, uh, you know, I put, he put up a, a, hell of a hell of a performance, man. So, you know, I, I love uh, Terrence Crawford, man. I, I'm, I'm, uh, we're all looking forward to seeing more of him in the future. So, you know. Anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? I think this boy R.C., he didn't disappear. I think the white chick was burning down. She was cooking some uh, some bacon or something. I heard the little things going off. So I think the house is burning down. So, you know. Uh, well, I got Janelle one thing to say to Janelle. Janelle still on the line? Yeah. Is Janelle still on yeah, the Janelle's line? Yeah, Janelle's still on. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Janelle, maybe if you would have thought, maybe if you would think like me, you would have knew Jacobs was going to win that fight and that Crawford was the real deal from the start. I'm out. <laughs> You're funny. Hey, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Jacobs was going down at six. I'm not gonna lie about it. I mean, uh, and let's face it, the guy's been stopped. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's been down. You know, what I mean, hey, prove me wrong. As far as with Crawford, I wasn't sold on Crawford because, like you mentioned, the Gamboa fight, and, and and I can recall you saying after that fight on the other show that had Gamboa been a natural, uh, a lightweight, that he would have won the fight, and I agreed with you that night. And so that's the reason, like, why uh, until the post goal fight, I wasn't completely sold on Crawford until after that fight. And so, I mean, I, I mean, that fight still lingered over me. And then I still believe that if Gamble wasn't actually lightweight, that he would have beaten Crawford that night. I think Crawford and 50 Cent both ruined uh, Gamble's career, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're pretty, yeah, we're, Crawford is the real deal. I'm glad we finally got uh, Janelle on board. It took him uh, his whole entire career to figure out that this guy's the real deal. Now he has a number one pound for pound. Now he's seeing what the Lomachenko, why we hate Lomachenko so much. Janelle is slowly, slowly coming around to our side, and it's uh, it's been it's been great seeing the process. So uh, shout out to Janelle, shout out to Sam, Patty, shout out to Nino. Shout out to RC. Shout out to everybody for listening to the uh, Outside Is Bo- uh, Boxing podcast. Uh, shout out to all the boxers. Uh, shout out to 2017 because it's over. We're going to catch you next year. Get bigger, better, throwder. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to that boy RC. He had to take a sabbatical real quick. He'll be back fresh next next week, 2018. Something fresh, something new. We'll be back, man. Outside this boxing podcast. We'll holler. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.